that is often associated with uh, Christmas, probably made most famous from the reading of Linus in Charlie Brown, uh, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. We're going to read a portion of that um, on, on this Christmas Eve. So follow along on the screen as we read this story. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And that's underlined because we're going to return to that whole picture there. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Tonight I want to take a brief moment, about 10 minutes. I know that if you're a regular tender here at Grace, uh, that's like so much longer than a regular message. Uh, so bear with me tonight. I'm going to take about 10 minutes and just reflect and meditate on the scripture passage here. As we look at the angel's announcement of the birth of the Messiah of Jesus Christ, uh, it's really easy to skip over the fact that the people that God chose to direct this announcement to weren't kings and princes. It first came to lowly shepherds. And I want to ask, what was it about these shepherds in particular that would cause God to send his herald angels to come and proclaim this good news to them? Well, two uh, specific clues that I want to just briefly go over that I think paint a picture of who these shepherds were. Clue number one is this. Uh, in Israel, uh, there, here's a map there. Jerusalem sits about six miles north of the city of Bethlehem. And in between these two cities of Jerusalem and Bethlehem were miles and miles of large grassy fields where shepherds watched over their sheep. And so many scholars and historians think that that's where this announcement happened. And it wasn't just ordinary sheep that, that resided here. These were special sheep. These were sheep that the priests uh, in the temple in Jerusalem would use these sheep in particular to sacrifice um, uh, um, for the religious rituals that happened in the temple. And so that's the first clue that we see is that these sheep and these shepherds were outside the walls of Jerusalem where the temple was. Second clue that we see is in the text when it said that they were watch, they, that the shepherds were keeping watch over their flocks at night. Right, to a first century hearer, uh, they, that would have been really noteworthy. Right, to hear that. Because shepherds would usually uh, bring their sheep in at night. But when, when Luke says that these shepherds were living out in the fields and they were watching their flocks at night, uh, that usually signified that, again, these sheep were speci specifically designated and distinct and set apart to be used at, at what was called the Passover lamb. The lambs that were brought to the altar and sacrificed to, for the forgiveness of sins in the temple in Jerusalem. 
and, and so they were kept at, out, out at night because they had to remain distinct from all the other sheep because these, these lambs, these sheep, they had to be perfect, without blemish, without spot. Uh, they had to be pure. So it was important to keep these sheep uh, separate from, from all the rest. So we start to piece together uh, this picture uh, of what most historians and New Testament scholars believe that this particular group of sheep and this particular group of shepherds were very likely those who cared for the temple lambs. So these shepherds would have been really familiar with the entire process of what happened within the temple, where the priest would come and and take a lamb and slaughter it on the altar and ask for forgiveness for the sins of the people of Israel because a debt had to be paid. A pure and spotless lamb had to sacrifice his life for the forgiveness of sins. Uh, and, And that was the only way at that part of the story that you can be made right with God. The only way you can be made right with God is to have the blood of the lamb shed for you. Now, here's what's interesting. Uh, 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 Because the shepherds that heard this announcement, uh, they were considered in society, they were first of all considered dirty because they never took baths. They were despised. They were uh, often uneducated. They were outcasts, really. And, and they were people that resided at the lowest level of the social ladder, right? They, they were the lowest class. And, and no young kid ever said, when I grow up, I want to be a shepherd. Nobody ever said that. Uh, and they didn't, these shepherds, they didn't only work in the fields, right? They lived out in the fields. And so the, the implication is that, that they were pretty homeless, And not only that, but uh, shepherds were considered dishonest and unreliable, even to the point where their testimony was considered inadmissible in the court of law, even if they were the only eyewitness to a crime. They couldn't testify. Um, And because they uh, didn't perform all the religious rituals and rites at the temple because they were considered unclean, they they were really disqualified. You can't come in because not only are you physically dirty, but you're spiritually unfit because you don't do all the rituals to come into the temple to have your sins forgiven by the shed blood of the Lamb. And no matter how devout they were, no matter how hard they tried, or no matter how much they wanted peace with God, if you were a shepherd, you were pretty much hopeless. And as long as they, they, uh, as long as they were doing that job, there was no chance for them to be made right with God. So they were the worst of the worst in their own minds, but also in the minds of society. And so the shepherds really lived with this constant sense of dirtiness and, and even inadequacy, that they were somehow not good enough for God because their lives were too messed up or they didn't have their act all together. And so day and night, they lived knowing that the very thing that they needed most were right at their feet. These pure and spotless little lambs running around so close, and yet they felt so far away from God. They felt like God was a million miles away. And I think that story is also our story. And I, I want to relate this story to two groups of people here tonight. For some of you who, who you know, because again, the, the story of Christmas is this, that God's message and his announcement, his good news comes not to the religious, 
but comes to people who consider themselves outsiders. These were uneducated outcasts. And maybe you're here, here tonight and you're going, well, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not that bad of a person. It's not like I'm despised or uneducated. It's not like I'm unclean or, or I'm certainly not at the bottom of the social ladder. Well, the social and physical condition of these shepherds is a picture of the spiritual condition of all humanity. God has come into the world for people like us, broken and flawed, imperfect, in need of hope and redemption and life. And so if you want the good news of the baby king tonight to come into your life, you must see yourself as a shepherd who is unworthy but, and has no other hope at, uh, of being made right with God except for the shed blood of the Lamb of God, who is Jesus Christ. I want to also speak to a second group of people. Oftentimes when I talk to people who often don't go to church, they'll say to me, church is for religious people. I'm not religious. Or they'll say something like, um, you know, I, I'm, just not, I'm just not ready to go to church. I don't have my life cleaned up. My life is too much of a mess. And if that's you here tonight, first of all, I'm glad, we're glad you're here. Because the, the message that the angels pronounced was this, that the Savior has come to you. Not just the clean and the respectable, not just the religious, not just those who have it all together or who seem to have it all together, and not just those who obey the rules and try to follow them. No, it has come to you. You who feel like your life is too much of a mess and you don't have your act together. Notice what happens next at the end of the passage here. It says, uh, after, uh, after the angels pronounce and praise God, they say this, glory to God in the highest heaven. And remember, th this is an, a chorus that only the shepherds hear. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. I imagine the shepherds hearing this and wondering, wait, did the angels just say peace to us whom God's favor rests? I mean, could God's favor actually rest on people like us? And that's the entire point of the Christmas story, right? God comes to those who may be longing to be made right with God, longing to be reconciled to him, but know that, and consider themselves on the outside looking in, and they need a savior to bridge the gap. And so Jesus is the pure spotless lamb of God, who has come to take away the sins of the world, who is born in a manger, who lived the perfect life that you should have lived, died the death that you should die, and rose again as a sacrifice for your sins that you can have peace with God and so that God's favor could rest on all of us. So that is the invitation tonight on this Christmas Eve that Jesus, the Lamb of God, is also the light of the world who brings light into the darkness of our hearts and brings salvation and rescue, not only to our hearts, but to the entire world. And so we are invited not only to read and hear the story, but we are invited to participate in the story. As we do that, would you all stand? And would you bow your heads and close your eyes and join me in prayer?
And so, God, tonight we are thankful that you invite us, not only as readers and hearers of the story, but you invite us to become participants. That the good news of great joy for all people wasn't just for people that lived 2,000 years ago in Israel, but it would really extend even to us here today, tonight. And so, God, we thank you for inviting us into that story and showing us your favor because of your son, Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world. And so on this holy night, we sing praises to you. We give our hearts, and we celebrate your birth. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.